Hello and welcome to the Black Country Ramble. I am Kiz and I'm a West Brom fan and I'm joined, maybe unusually, uh, if you've never listened to the podcast before, I'm joined by a Wolves fan. Uh, JB, good evening, how are you? Very well, uh, young man, I'm very well, uh, very pleased after the weekend. I uh, feel like we've got a lot to talk through uh, this podcast and we're looking forward to this one actually. Um, so yes mate, feeling very good, nearly the weekend. Yourself, you all good? Yep, just about stop smiling. Um, my heart rate's my sure. heart rate's just about back to normal after that <laughs> Moose miss and the George Bulldog miss. Uh, but we'll get on to that, of course. Um, so yeah, first time in the season where we are talking about two wins. Um, <laughs> you know, cards on the table mainly because West Brom haven't won. You no, know, in fact, only because West Brom haven't won until now. Uh, Wolves have done their fair share for the reputation of the Black Country football scene this season. Um, but to be honest, Albion got the got the three points that their recent good form has deserved, I think, which we'll come on to. But this week, I would like to start with Wolves because oh. um, because we started with Albion last week, even though West Brom lost. Um, so it's only fair to go back to Wolves first this week. So the first of two wins, JB, will you walk me through um, the Wolves victory over Arsenal? What a great Absolutely, win Absolutely, mate. It was a tremendous win. Um, I don't really want to talk too much about it, but I think it's only right that we just mentioned Raul Jimenez um, yeah. and the injury they suffered. Obviously, it was a horrific injury. I think pretty much anybody who follows football will know about it. Unfortunately, some of us will have seen and heard it. Um, it was a horrendous injury. Um, by all means, it was accidental, defending a corner. Um, and it was, ju- it was just a horrible landing, horrible noise. Everyone feared the worst. Yeah. I think just the fact that when Sky Sports said they weren't going to do replays of it, you knew it was serious. To be fair, even when Sky Sports didn't say that, you knew it was serious by the noise that it made, the, yeah. the time it took. Definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. And obviously, look, read, obviously read, listening to Nuno after the game, the fact that they used the code red, um, sort of signal. Um, yeah, it was just horrendous. But on the flip side, the good news is, I mean, what fantastic medical staff. I mean, it just shows the level and quality of medical staff that, that, that professional football has. Um, they were unbelievable. Um, he was straight into hospital. He had an emergency operation um, and he's up now talking, breathing. He, he, he's, he's cohesive. Um, I think he's been released hospital early next week. Uh, he's back on Instagram and, and sort of interacting with fans. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a long, long, long road to recover. I don't think anybody quite knows long-term. My initial thoughts were, if he comes back from this, I'll be amazed. But then reading a couple of articles from some sort of trauma specialists, um, they're saying he's got as good a chance as any. But that's a long, long way away, I, I, I think. Um, the main thing is he's healthy, he's awake, he's breathing. Um, so yes, it's a, it's a get well soon, Raul. Yeah, um, definitely so, from this Albion yeah. fan as well, as the club wished him well as well. I think the rivalry seems very, very silly when someone has a, a life-threatening injury. And I think absolutely, and, and it was classy. There, there was some, yeah. yeah, there were some classy responses as well. But back to the game. Obviously, that initially took the sting out of the game. You know, after that, I think the the the, the fear was. I'm going to say fear. I don't mean that in a negative way. Because obviously, Raul's uh, injury was more important. Was the fear was the game was just sort of going to die a little bit and not really have much momentum, but actually it turned into a really, really good game. Wolves, really impressive, were able to keep the momentum. Um, after the leg like, of us, Kieran, we, we were outstanding. Um, the, 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 front, the front three that we spoke about, well, the front four, should I say, Pudence, Neto, um, 
Traore, and then obviously what a what a what a debut he had. Well, full debut, I should say, uh, for Fabio Silva in terms of coming on and playing that amount of time. He was excellent when he came on. Really clever player. Um, did really really well. Pulled the Arsenal sort of back four all along, created pockets of space. He was instrumental in both goals actually in creating yeah. space. Um, yeah, just just really impressive, mate. Again, when they equalised, which was a, a very un, uncharacteristic for Wolves to concede from set piece off headers, very uncharacteristic. Um, mm-hmm. For us to bounce back immediately in the way that we did was fantastic. I mean, the Pedence goal was outstanding. Like, I thought that they were was both magic. good finishes. Yeah, yeah they were, mate. Re- goals, goals were good. Really, yeah. really good, mate. And we were just we were outstanding. We didn't look in danger at all, Patricio. I think I think Arsenal had two shots on target throughout the whole game. Um, the belly laid a glove on us, mate. And it was one of those games where, and I hate to admit it, but where we, we should have won 3 4 5. My prediction of 3 1 should, should have more than come in, to be honest. But it was one of those games, Kieran, and, and, and it's, it was one of those games where the kids were still up and I was sort of attempting to kind of get them to settle down. Um, and it was one of those games where every time Arsenal went forward, I, walk, I could walk out the room and go and sort the kids and come back and know that, that, that nothing was going to happen. It, it was one of those sort of games where yeah. I just knew we, 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 just, the, we were just very, very, very comfortable. Well, yeah, that I wanted to... Probably... Sorry, mate. Yeah, I wanted to no, no, talk no, about on. how comfortable you looked with the new system, to be honest. I yeah. thought yeah, absolutely. you looked like you'd been playing a back four for months and months. I thought Wolves... And, and, and that's sort of credit to Nuno, well. mate. Credit, uh, credit to Nuno, his training team, the coaches. Whatever they seem to do seems to work. And... You know, and, and I thought Marcel was excellent. I thought Marcel was outstanding. I thought, you know, as much as I like that eight, no, I thought Marcel coming in, he showed that Champions League pedigree um, and looked really, really good. Moutinho. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's, he's, yeah he's a very, very classy player. But the, just a word on Marcel. I think it... One of the things we spoke about last week was how Ait Nouri is a really good footballer, but he looks very suspect at the back. And Nuno's obviously yeah. thinking the same. Nuno's looked yeah, at absolutely. that and gone, if we're playing a back four, you're on the bench. Like, yeah, yeah. we can't the be risking things, that. The, the, the key thing for Marcel is keeping him fit. His injury record isn't great. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, keeping it, he's keeping him fit. But ultimately, mate, Moutinho came back in and was absolutely vintage Moutinho. There had been a lot of debate on Wolves' Twitter. Have his legs gone? What's going on? But that 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 guy's mustard. He's got another couple of top 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 end career uh, seasons left in him. Um, Den Donka is. What do you reckon he'll ever move? Of... Go to a top end club? I, I can't. Sorry, no. I mean, I mean, oh, very good. I was about, I was about to nibble at that and actually go into conversation with you. Very, very good. Uh, no, no, he'll just play. One more, one more move in his thirty-four year old legs. But <laughs> yeah. he, does, he doesn't need to. He'll get what he needs out of all. He had his big money uh, move next, at Monaco, didn't he? he? This is his retirement now. Mate, next Wolves manager. But um, he's mustard, mate. And, and a good call, was, that is. Nice early mate, call, yeah. Early call, I'll put that out there. But um, mustard, mate, great performance. It was smooth, it was silky. That front four, but not him and at the moment, mm-hmm. obviously. If, I really hope Sylvan come in. I think we will go out and buy. Um, we will go out and buy in, Jan. in, in, in January. I know who I want, Um but I guess that could be a conversation for another week. But I know who I want. I'd love to just go and get him. Do you, know, um, do you know who I think Wolves should go for? And it would be a little step down for him. But I think in terms of game time, it would work really well. I think Olivier Giroud would... Giroud, I, 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 he's been touted this week. Was he your man? Is that what four. you were going to say? No, he wasn't. No, he, no. He's one of them. I, I would love Bellotti. 
I'd love the lottery from Torino. Well, having, having lived uh, in Torino, and I, actually, a lot of Wolves fans will be jealous of this. Um, I went to that game, uh, the Wolves-Torino match in Torino, yeah. um, and Belotti is just an, an animal. Yeah. He's such he's an animal in good him. football. He's very so, similar to Jimenez, actually, in the exactly. way he plays. He, he, he's not afraid to dribble. He's not afraid to link the play. And he's a lethal, lethal finisher. It would be lit like for like, and at the moment, you know, obviously it'll be linky big club, but no one's going in form, so there's no reason why not. Mate, but, that'll, um, but that'll yeah. break my heart if if uh, yeah, I, I know it for Wolves, and that's that what, little that's bit of I'd the really Torino like. fan in me. That would really, that's why I really want it to happen, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that but that front four, mate, and I think Silva came on. He's going to be a big, big, good player for us. He did really well. That front four is going to be frightening, mate, for for, for any team. Really yeah. pleasing, great result, and I am absolutely buzzing for Sunday, mate buzzing for Sunday um, yeah. so yeah so yeah all good mate really happy so let's talk about you boys yeah so um, I have already given my thoughts um, the there's a lovely guy at the Express and Start most Albion fans listening will know Luke Hatfield um, he is a digital journalist at the Express and Star, but he quite yeah. often messages me, just asks for my thoughts on the end of the game, which is, um, Ooh, which I'm always happy to do. Yeah, big, big name drop. But um, I, what I said on the, uh, <laughs> on the video afterwards was it was probably our worst performance um, yeah. in weeks and we got the result. And I did clarify defensively our worst performance in weeks um, because having watched the highlights back, um, sort of when I can go back and, really sort of pick it, pick the game apart. We were awesome going forward. Pereira created nine chances. Nobody's created more than six in the Premier League this season. It's, that is stunning. Like, he was brilliant. He was so, so good. Um, we could have scored more, should have scored more. Uh, but in a game of shoulda, woulda, coulda, I think Sheffield United win that one all day long. Anyone That's who saw that man. game, how they've not scored, I don't know. Sam Johnston, once again, inspired. Hello. Hello. I know, yeah. You called <laughs> Jack, Sam Johnston for England, and I've, I've backed that this week at 20 to 1. Um, yeah, good, yeah, good yeah, money, yeah. good money. For the Euros. I think if, if uh, you hadn't said that last week, the odds would have been massive, but Mr. Skybet's been listening in, hasn't he? And he's, Mate, he's, trust he's me. Just, Covering the if, he's, covering if, his if, if he sees my Sky Better account, he best not listen to me. Honest, Christ, <laughs> I, I couldn't pick the nose in the size of my Utah. Christ, I'm struggling. I, 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 oh God, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Sam Johnston again, brilliant. Uh, Sam Johnston for England might not be that daft a shout. Um, and we have the <laughs> documentation um, from the day you called that uh, when we were playing Man United. You text me very, very early. Call. Mm-hmm. I'll be impressed. Yeah, yeah. If it's true. I'll be over the moon if it's true. Having an. A- He's spitting the winnings with me. He comes in. Um, I'll buy you a pint out of the winnings, yeah. That'll, that'll do, mate. That'll do. No, it, it, it was one of those games, mate. I mean, genuinely, it was. It, it's a massive three points for Albion. You can't dress it up any other way. Um, and, and as I said, as, as I've spoken in the previous podcast, I've said, not necessarily a, a, a magic. I said it was one of those games where you probably don't deserve to get anything and you get it. That is a, yeah. that kind of yes, magic the, moment. the catalyst and, 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 moment, yeah. The catalyst, yeah. And, and, and you've got that now. Um, genuinely, mate, in terms of the game itself, I thought it was really, you know, SO piped up and I thought it, it, it was spot. It, it was, it was a, a championship style game. The quality was, was poor apart from Pereira, I thought. Um, yeah. I think the quality you know, was maybe lacking because of the nerves, particularly Sheffield United. That, that was just nervy, 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 nervy from them. Um, yeah. But the, 
in terms of entertainment and sometimes the football that was played, I'm going to have to disagree there. I thought yeah. the standard of football at times was, was brilliant. I thought particularly between two, poor, between two poor sides. Though, yeah. Between two between poor two Premier poor, League poor sides. sides. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think that, that that's, that's the kind of, that, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah. You know I don't I mean. think it'll be a Premier League fixture next year anyway. Uh, no, I, I doubt it. I, I think based on what I saw on Saturday, I think, even though I think Sheffield United should have got something out of it, I think Albion have got more of a chance Strange, than Sheffield United. Really, how, how, um, how badly they're it, struggling. Yeah, it, it is. But, um, but either way, mate, massive three points. You got that win. Um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't actually checked who you've got the weekend, so I know you we've we will got, chat about that in a bit. We've got Palace, which we'll come on to, Palace. and we are favourites yeah, yeah. with the bookmakers going into that. Oh, yeah. Still yeah. massive odds on if you fancy sticking them in your accumulator yeah. to boost the odds. Although Mr. Skybet would probably laugh all the way to the bank if you did. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so lots and lots and lots of good in that performance. But yep. I'm so, so worried about our defence. We look so frail. We, yeah. The three at the back's fine. We get, we, and if the three at the back's working because we've got numbers back there. I think that's all it's good for, really, I, defensively. Yeah. Um, we I look, text my, we I look te- so porous. Yeah, I text my... Um, my football group chat, my Sunday morning football group chat. There's, there's a couple of Albion fans there, and I probably was looking for the for the bite, and I didn't get it. But I genuinely put on there said, as it stands, I can't wait to play the album because we will, we will, we'd stick five or six past you. Like, so, like yeah, right, okay, right, 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 and, and you say that, we, mate. We, you say that. Gonna trounce you. You we're will be, you, you will be a nervous wreck. The week leading up to that, you've been all taught. You've been all taught for two years, I mate. That, that seed of doubt, wreck. that seed of doubt of how utterly <laughs> embarrassing it would be if you didn't beat us. The shame of it, the ignominy of it. If Wolves don't beat Albion, little old Albion, who haven't spent a penny, you would th- just let that thought fester, let that seed grow over the next couple of months until. The day we finish the in the top days. six and you get relegated, I don't think it would fester that much. No, mate, we'll stay up. We'll stay up by a point when we beat you. <laughs> uh, Joe, this is the first podcast where we got a bit niggly, ain't we? It's the oh, first but you just—you've just, you've just absolutely got, uh, lowered. You've lowered the tone, Jack. Like this is absolutely no, I'm, no I'm, need saying, for that. I'm saying the group. I'm talking about the group chat, <laughs> the football group chat, where anything goes. Well, I'm glad you didn't goes. get the bite you were after from them, but you got the bite from me anyway. <laughs> Definitely Absolutely. got the bite from me. Massive people. Yeah. Um, but my, my I, check one too. My check one. If too. yeah, if we uh, <laughs> if we do beat you, mate, how are you going to show your voice on this podcast? You are going to be. I'm, I'm not. I might actually go. I might. I might go and get a, a coronavirus test and then get a false positive <laughs> and uh, and disappear from. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we've got a little bit of time before the derby. Let's not use all our yeah. banter in in. That's it, mate in this That's podcast <laughs> um so uh, yeah brilliant performances from a couple of the albion players midfield play very well um defensively we look really really worrying which we've been over uh carlin grant looks like he's getting in the right position still looks really promising um he also looks better now he's in a two he needed he needed that help really he needed callum robinson there um yeah but his touch let him down for a goal in the first half when he was one-on-one. And then keeper made a very good save, Aaron Ramsdale, um, who's a Baggies fan, uh, made a very good save to deny him in the first half as well, actually, it was. Yeah, so he could, could have had a goal, um, but Pedro Neto added to his total again. So Pedro Neto, yeah. 
goes it's flying. two goals ahead flying. in the states. Two goals, three one. Yeah, yeah, three yeah, one at the moment. Yeah, um, and the stakes for that are let's let's clarify these stakes because um, it was. It was a spur of the moment bet, and we didn't clarify any stakes for that bet, did we? Um, I can't, did we not? I thought it was was it, was it not was it not was it not some food or something? Or I can't remember. Food, or was it somebody, Or was it charity? Was it charity? Was it charity? Oh yeah, remember. it is charity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whoever loses. Yeah, whoever loses, we'll 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 discuss a figure and, and to we'll, either we'll, the we'll put yeah it. to either the Albion Foundation if Carl and Grant wins or whoever. Yeah. Uh, or the Walls sure. Foundation. The Walls Foundation, yeah. There is a Walls Foundation, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that um, for whoever wins and Super. loses that. Okay, so that's the charity bet. We also have a very serious bet, which is to do with predictions. Um, this week, uh, and this is a new thing, guys, if anyone's listening, we discussed this last week. Um, we are going to give one point for a correct score and three points for a correct... Uh, sorry, one point for a correct result, three points for a correct score. JB, this week you said it would be a draw in the Albion game and a Wolves win. Uh, you didn't yes. get the score line right in the Wolves game, but you did get the uh, result right. The so you, yeah. get, um, you get one point. Um, yeah. I predicted 1-0 Albion last week. Um, I predicted yeah. it would be a nervy 1-0. I've got extra credit uh-huh. there, gone above and beyond the call of duty. Um, so I get <laughs> the three points for that and a point for guessing the Wolves result. So current standings in that are four points to me and one point to Jack. No, wait, did I predict Wolves? I say, I say, no, I no, you said a draw, I was going to say. I did, yeah, oh. I did. Sorry, uh, that's... Uh, I'll tell you what. It's my revisionist uh, point score in there. <laughs> I'm just going to slip that one under the book. No, no, I... Very, very out of character it would have been for me to predict a Wolves win against Arsenal. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't, know, I don't know what I was thinking there. No, so that's three points to me, one point to Jack. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, okay, so that just about wraps up the um, review section of last week. Lots and lots to talk about this week. That's gone on for a very long time, but we did have two wins, and they were two very satisfying wins. I'm sure for the Wolves one was for you, and the Albion one was very, very satisfying for Albion fans. Much, yep. much needed. Okay, guys, so we're going to move on to questions. I know a lot of podcasts do this right at the end, and it's really annoying when you've maybe asked a question or something and you don't get it asked, uh, you don't get it asked until the very end. Um, but we had a question, uh, and it was from Max, one of our listeners. And Max asked, um, now the season is a quarter of the way done. Um, well, it's just over a quarter, but yeah. um, roughly a quarter of the way through the season. Where do you predict WBA and Wolves to finish? Now, I would first like to get where you think Albion will finish and I'll predict where I think Wolves might finish. Okay. Um, just off the cuff. Just, yep. just shout out the cuff. Uh, 19th. 19th. Yeah, that's kind of where 19th. I thought you would go. Um, I yep. think there's been evidence to suggest that would maybe a good call. Uh, but there's also been evidence to suggest it's not been maybe shown in results that it could be a bit better than that. I'm going to yeah. say that I think we will finish 17th. I think it will be... Uh, nervy, nervy survival um, running, and I think we'll do it. I think we'll have enough to get over the line. But that is the optimist in me. Um, okay, cool. I can't, I can't possibly. Uh, no, 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 you've got it. No, you're not going to predict um, yourself. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I think I would feel more confident about that if we were to get through the next couple of games unbeaten when we play Palace sure, and Newcastle. Sure. If we can pick up a yeah. win in one of those and maybe a draw in another. Although thinking about it, we might be looking at a postponement for. 
the Newcastle game, depending on their number of COVID cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, the reason they've had to postpone is because they haven't had a chance to train, which is fair enough. COVID stopped them training, but COVID hasn't stopped, hasn't infected that many players. They can't feel the team. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be able to play them anyway. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to say 17th for, for the Albion. Now I'll go first with Wolves. And what I've seen this season are, there are a number of teams who are, who have gotten a lot better from last season. Um, and there are teams who've gotten a lot worse from last season. But one of the teams who seem to have gotten no better and no worse is Wolves for me. They're just really, really consistent. Um, but one of the teams who have, got, have really improved are Everton. And I know Wolves are a point ahead of Everton as it stands. Um, but I think Wolves might finish eighth and Everton might finish seventh. So I'm going to say eighth for yeah. Wolves this season. Uh, but wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that's sixth. Wouldn't be surprised if that's seventh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Say eighth because I think Leicester and... Um, Leicester and Everton will pit Wolves. I think Arsenal won't yeah. be in the top six. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, other teams have, have improved enough to maybe keep Wolves yeah. out of that Europa League place again. JB, what do you think? Where are you going to stick Wolves? Sixth. Sixth, yeah. I'm not surprised Sixth. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sixth, behind yeah. Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea, City. Yes, correct. United? You know what? I think depending, I, 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 there might be a chance of fifth. I'm saying sixth to cover my own back. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll finish any lower than sixth. I really don't. Yeah, I the thing with Wolves. I, yeah, I, I don't. I think. I think particularly if we get through this December period, not looking too shabby, and then we go out and, and sign a replacement for Al in January, I, I can't see us finish anything lower than sixth. I can't. Yeah, the I thing with Wolves can't. is they just pick up points with this level of consistency uh, that, that yeah. a lot of the other teams don't. Wolves, That's it. they might have a couple of bad games, two or three bad of games course. here, but they just always seem to just be adding to that points total, uh-huh. um, which is not nice to see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I, mean, I, I know what you mean. It could be, could be, no, I'm not bothered, mate. Could be fit. I wouldn't do a podcast about them if it bothered me that much. Um, <laughs> could be, it could be fifth, could be sixth, could be seventh, could be eighth. I'm going to say eighth because, because um, yeah. I feel like I have to, I feel like. Feel like I should, of but it course, could be, could be anywhere from fifth to eighth. Really, I, I I do agree. You could finish that high. So thank you, Max, for the question. Anyone else? If you yeah, have any question, questions Max. next week, let us know. And um, there was one more response to that tweet. I said both black country sides won this week. Um, can we get any questions? And an Albion fan, um, which is a very very common running joke with Albion fans. An Albion fan replied, "Warsaw Day win this week." Um, insinuating that only one black countryside won this week. Uh, what's your take on that, JB, uh, as, as a Wolves fan? What, in terms of... In terms of... Is Wolverhampton Wol- in the black country? Yes. Move on. Yeah, so I... So, yeah, so the weird thing with that is, even if historically or whatever, where Molyneux is isn't in the black country, the entire yeah. catchment area for Wolves... Be it. You're talking Blockswitch, you're talking um, Willenor, you're talking... Um, Tipton, Bilston. Yeah, Tipton, Bilston. All of those places, they're, they're just wolf strongholds. Um, and that is that is the heart of the black country. That is so, a beating heart. Yeah, it's not, it's not really about geography and history. It's about um, modern day black country Absolutely. um yeah, yeah black sure. country population really so but it is always good fun to sing um yeah. f off back to stafford the black country's ours is always lovely <laughs> when that rings around the hawthorns um 
Okay, so uh, thank you for the questions. Well, one of those was a question, one of them was a response, um, but I, I just thought it might get a rise out of JB there. Um, okay, moving on to our, our feature, which has seen a lot of people getting involved online and voting mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. It is our 21st century combined 11. And if you're unsure what this might be, it is a combined 11 between Albion players and Wolves players who've played for Albion and Wolves in the 21st century. And we judge them on what they've given to the club. It's not who's the best player to have played because then the likes of, I don't know, Gareth Barry and Dennis Irwin would, would be first name on the team sheet. But it's about what they've given to those clubs. I mean, Dennis Irwin might be in the mention today. He's, he, I mean, he's an, he was an excellent player, very versatile. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but his prime was elsewhere. Gareth Barry's prime was elsewhere. Um, last week, I didn't mention Kieran Gibbs because his prime was elsewhere. What we're trying to get at is it's about those who've given the most to black country football, given the most to Albion, given the most to Wolves in the 21st century. And I think the two players who've been picked so far really, really hit that on the head. So we've got Rue Patricio in goal. Um, he has he's been a stalwart in getting Wolves back into um, a conversation at the top table in, well, not maybe the top table, but the, the next table up down um, in in uh, England. And obviously Wolves played in Europe. They would not have been playing in Europe if it wasn't for Rue Patricio. I'm absolutely confident in saying mm-hmm. that. John Rooney, yeah. brilliant goalkeeper. He would not keep the amount of clean sheets. Oh, no, no, no. Save the amount of points that Rue Patricio did. Um, and then we have Chris Brunt at left back. Now, a couple of people did reply. Someone made me laugh. I don't know if he'd be listening to the pod um, because it didn't sound like he was overwhelmingly supportive of the pod, um, which is fine. People aren't going to be, you know, if you, if you mix West Brom and Wolves, you're going to rub some Wolves fans up the wrong way, which we definitely did last week when we were doing the goalkeeper pod. Uh, and you're going to rub Albion fans up the wrong way. Of course you are. Um, but he actually replied to uh, our poll saying, you can't have a serious debate about left backs and put Chris Brunt in, who was um, a utility left back or who was a replacement left back. I can't remember his exact word in. And I said, yeah, I agree. You can't have a serious debate and put Chris Brunt in as your left back. But it's not a serious debate. It's, <laughs> it's a bit of fun on a podcast. I think, um, I think, I think, what, I think what, what I'm gathering at the moment is, as sort of the word spreads throughout the pod and they see the retweets and they see the polls and stuff like that, I think people are just seeing it as, at face value yeah, as it is. Yeah. And, and unless people are listening to the pod and understanding what the actual sort of feature is and what it's about, then I think we're, we're always going to get a couple of narky tweets coming our way. But yeah, hopefully and I, the, the, the more people that listen, spread the word and we get involved a bit more, we'll be able to sort of... Uh, Sort of sell that down. Yeah, and, and and fair play to Jace because he did come back to me when I replied. I would agree in a serious debate. I wouldn't be using Chris Brunt. He he did say, um, "Oh, it's just a bugbear of mine kind of thing." And I'll listen to the podcast later. So if you are listening, Jace, uh, give us another tweet. Um, you might not be, and then we won't get the tweet. This is how we'll know, isn't it? Um, but Who knows? yeah, thank, thanks for the feedback again, guys. Lo- love it when people get involved, and thank you for voting. So, Rui Patricio in goal. Chris Brunt, a left-back. We're going to leave the centre-backs for this week and we're going to go over to our other full-back position and we are going to be picking right-backs. Um, now, Albion fans listening will probably think, oh, for God's sake, because it's difficult to come up with four or five good Albion left-backs in the 21st century. You might mention uh, Bert Haas or Martin Albertson played there a little bit. I know, but he wasn't really a right-back. He was more of a centre-back. Um, but then you're kind of struggling in, a, in the early 2000s. Um, 
Then you've got the likes of maybe Billy Jones, who was a real favourite of mine when I was a season ticket holder when I was a teenager. I loved Billy Jones. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, wasn't as good as I thought he was, but, you know, I always enjoyed watching him. Um, and then you're sort of struggling after that point, really. You are struggling for who might be the right back in this team for an Albion standpoint. Um, uh-huh. One name which I did consider was Stephen Reid. Um, he was... Mr. Consistent when he was at Albion. Uh, he was there for a few years, always played very, very well. Um, and he was just solid, just solid. Um, now, other than that, we do have Igor Ballas, of course, who scored the famous penalty, which got us promoted um, in the early 2000s, which that lives in Albion folklore forever. But it, that was, he was a championship right back. And anyway... My selection is going to rub a lot of Albion fans up the wrong way. And this is one of those that when people hear it, 10 retweets down the line, they're going to think, what on earth is that Albion fan talking about? Because of the way he left the club. Um, But it's Craig Dawson. And Craig Dawson was relegated um, with us. And then he got his move back to the Premier League and was relegated with Watford. So whether or not he's still got it is, is up in the air kind of thing. But the Craig Dawson that we saw come from centre-back to right-back under Tony Pulis was brilliant. I've never seen anybody waste time like Craig Dawson. (laughs) Well, apart from Ben Foster, of course. Um, But Mm. Craig Dawson was just like, he was so, so, so switched on for game management and things like that. He got a goal against the Villa in the playoff semi-final, which uh, we won that second leg when we did get relegated to the championship. Always came up with good goals, big goals for the Albion. A lot of 1-0 wins, 2-1 wins, last-minute goals sort of thing. We relied on our defence from corners under Tony Pulis. And Craig Dawson often did that uh, for us. But I think, yeah... he would never, ever, ever get in the conversation as a centre-back, but he's my choice as a right-back because he was very, very consistent. He was very good, very, very good while he was at, um, under Tony Pulis in particular. And yeah, he's, he's, he's had some big Albion moments. Um, and this is more of a, a suggestion than um, a demand. But yeah, Craig Dawson <laughs> is my name. Fair um, enough. Fair and I enough. think Wolves do have one right-back who's now moved on, who is probably going to be your selection and... I think you'd be justified. I think so, mate. I mean, sort of post-2000, we, we, we haven't really been blessed. I mean, we had the, the notorious Kevin Muscat early days, 2000s. Um, my next shouter I did seriously consider was Dennis Irwin. When he came to us, he was absolutely Rolls-Royce. He did a fantastic job for us. He, he got us some out. He'd scored some wonderful free kicks. In the season we went down, he was still absolutely fantastic. Um, in the Mick McCarthy days, we had Kevin Foley, who again was fantastic for us. Went from Luton Town for a pittance, and he did a fantastic job to stuck with us. Got promoted, had some good years in the Prem, um, and then sort of post that, we had um, Connor Cody played right back under Kenny Jacket for a bit actually. Hmm. Um, but that leads me on to the only real choice who I could make, uh, who I could put forward, uh, and that's Matt Doherty. Um, what a player and what a servant for the club. Um, we signed him in 2010 from Bohemians. Uh, Mick McCarthy signed him for £75,000. Wall shoveled over there for pre-season friendly. He wasn't meant to play for Bohemians. Um, someone dropped out and he was in the youth team at the time and the, 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 his dad dropped him off. I think his dad was a carpet cleaner company or something. 
and he'd done a job in the morning when I played against Wolves in, in the afternoon. McCarthy signed him. Um, he'd been with us 10 years. He had overseen pr- uh, promotions, relegations, but ultimately he flourished when Nuno came in um, and he became one of the best right back, right wing backs stats wise in Europe. Um, he was unbelievable. Um, he, as, as a right wing back, Nuno made him lose weight. That was the first thing he did. Got him as fit as a fiddle. Um, and he was just absolutely imperative to the way that Wolves played under Nuno in those first couple of years. The goals he came up with, I mean, I think he'll be forever remembered for that Man City winning goal when he curled it in bottom corner under the lights over Christmas last year. Um, the amount of goals he's come up with and scored is amazing. I mean, I was just going over his stats. So he played for Wolves 260 times. He scored 20 goals and he had 32 assists. 32 assists. I mean, that is just phenomenal. Um, and, it, and, and you know what? For a right back. It, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and he was a fantastic player. He became, he became a top elite player under Nuno. And that's why, in my opinion, the second greatest manager of all time, Jose Mourinho, signed him. And actually, he got a bit of stick at Spurs the first few games. I think Spurs fans thought, what, what have we signed here? But actually now, he's flourishing under Mourinho. And he's actually a real imperative part of that back four that Mourinho plays. Um, and he's doing a great job. And, and for Wolves, you know, he was excellent. We got more than our money's worth. Um, he was loyal. Like I said, he got relegated with us. He stuck with us. He came with us all the way down to League One. He could have pushed for a move if he wanted to, but he didn't. He, he worked his way back into the side. Um, and ultimately got his just rewards. When Nuno came in, he obviously saw something there. Uh, and, and, and his stats for speak for himself. And, and he was a fantastic player. Um, and Matt Doherty is my nomination for our combined eleven. Yeah, fantastic. I think uh, Matt Doherty was an excellent servant to Wolves. Um, and I think that will be a very popular choice with the Wolves listeners. Um, I think so, mate. So, yeah, let us know on Twitter, guys. Vote in the poll, which will be going up um, immediately after the pod is released. And then you can let us know if you agree with the choices, let alone pick one of the choices, you might be yeah. a Dennis Irwin fanboy or you might be Stephen Reed's brother. You know, you might, I might have missed somebody. Yeah, we might have missed somebody. Yeah, I might have missed somebody. You might, you might be yeah. thinking that that Eagle Ballast penalty is worth far more than anything Craig Dawson ever did for the Albion, uh, yeah. which is get involved, true. guys. Get involved. Yeah, get involved. Let us know. Voice your concerns. Voice your voice what you agree with let us know because um that bit of interaction is fantastic for us let us know a people are listening enjoying or not enjoying uh, and b it, it it keeps us entertained it keeps us doing something it from does. podcast to podcast that's oh. it uh, talking of getting talking of interacting kieran i've just got a couple of little shout out if that's okay of course yeah um which i think one you'll, you'll like so one of my good friends maka who i've known maka crikey 20 plus years now Big shout out to Mackie. He dropped me, dropped me a message on Twitter the other day, um, just saying, "Oh, the poddies are great, mate. Really enjoying them. The the take up a bit of time when I'm driving to Birmingham and back. I'll be listening to him. I think he was one behind, so he should be on episode four. So I'll be able to catch up with this one." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, we, we just give a couple of shout outs to a couple of our mates." And I was like, "Yeah, of course." So my first shout out is to Chopper Mick McMahon, who um, actually claimed himself to be a Leeds fan, um, but. As we all know, he's pretty obsessed with Wolves and probably knows more about Wolves than I do. Um, so I just want to just, just say big shout out to Chopper, the Closet Wolves fan who claims to support Leeds and just, just thanks for sort of subconsciously supporting us really, Chopper. 
just keep that going, buddy. Um, Leeds played Wolves been... yet this season, they've not, have they? Yes, uh, we, oh, we they did have, them 1-0 yeah. at their gaff, yeah. And oh, yeah, I know, I know, of course you did. I know, secretly, he, he was he was jumping up and down, bless him. <laughs> um, good old chopper. And then secondly, my last shout-out is to, again, another good friend of mine who have known, Crikey, even longer, Danny Smith, Smithler. I know he, he's been listening to the pods as well. Um, I'm glad he is listening because... And, you, and you'll probably find you'll enjoy this, Kim, because I know you say this a lot. But there are pictures that go around Twitter of, of Danny. I think it's Wolves handle Smith, Smith, Smithy double F, Smithy Wolves. I think his Twitter handle is. Um, and when he used to wear an Arsenal top um, back in the day, um, but he's now sort of a hardcore Wolves sort of Wolves season ticket holder fan. Um, it's funny that mate. Most um, of the Wolves fans I know didn't used to be Wolves fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost all Granted, of them. Yeah. Granted, he was very young, I think, um, but he, he, he's more than made, made it up now. And obviously, he might not be listening to this now, this pod, because he might be walking his dog, which is named Diogo, after Diogo Jota. Um, so enjoy your walk, Danny, mate. Keep listening to the pod. I hope Diogo's keeping well. Um, and I don't know how D-Poll works when it comes to dogs, to be honest. But um, uh, Can you change that to Daniel? Or can you change it to Pedro? Pedro, Pedro would have been safer, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, uh, sh- shout out to Smithy. Love you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> get, it, get in touch, mate. We need a beer. Love you, son. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the shout outs, Jack. Um, brilliant. Anyone who is listening, everyone who wants a shout out, let us know. We'll give you a shout out. Get involved. Uh, yeah. Get involved. Okay. So now moving on to a very, very interesting set of fixtures for Albion and for Wolves. Um, yep. Wolves have the unenviable task of playing Liverpool, but it's not Liverpool at their most fierce. It's not Liverpool at full strength. Um, JB, are they there to be got at? Do you think Wolves will be optimistic? I am. Um, I am. You've got to be, after the back of what we saw on Saturday, Sunday, so you've got to be um, naturally, listen, Liverpool have got a huge squad full of quality. You know, they're sort of 30, they've got 30 first teamers who, who who would... make it into any sort of Premier League squad. So, yes, they've got a long injury list. Yes, Van Dijk's out, Gomez is out, um, Henderson, Milner. Um, I saw the list earlier and I should have it to hand, so I apologise for that. But they've got, they've got some world-class players out. But likewise, they've got a world-class squad. Um, and there's a big, big thing, and I don't know how it works with Albion Kieran, but Wolves have a thing where ex-players always, always, always score. No matter who they are, no matter, no matter what position, they always, always score. So there's going to be a natural fear that Jota is going to come back and haunt us. He's in my fantasy team. He's gone straight in yeah. FPL. However, on the flip side, I love it when we play the, and I'm flicking my fingers into the inverted commas, bigger teams, because we just seem to thrive. Each time we've played for the last couple of years, apart from the last game of the season, um, the other year, which was their sort of title parade, where it was a bit of a dead rubber. But they didn't win. Um, they didn't win the league. They did. They 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 beat Wolves. Sorry, no, they and didn't, didn't win. So, yeah, yeah, that was it. Sorry, but it was that sort of dead. It was rubber a dead rubber for, for Wolves. For, yeah, it was for, for Wolves, Wolves as yeah. such. Um, but like we've always given good accounts of ourselves, and, and I always feel that we can go toe to toe with them. Yes, we're going to miss Jimenez. Yes, it's a big step up for Fabio Silva to come in. Hey, do you know what? Don't know if Fabio Silva will actually play. He might play somebody else in the middle. He might adjust it. I really don't might, know. But if he does, play Adama, yeah. he might play. Absolutely. Um, but I am. I'm full of confidence. I'm full of beans. I think Liverpool are there to be got at. I think Brighton show they're there to be got at. I think even when Liverpool won the league, whenever teams went toe to toe like Wolves did, 
they were there for the taking. Um, and I'm full of beans for it, mate. You know what? We, we, we might get trounced, who knows? But I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for a 2-1 win. I'm going for it again. Yeah. I'm going for it. Um, I see where you're coming from. Because they aren't what they were. They do look a little bit fragile. Um, uh, I, I, just, I can't see... I can't, can't see. see I can't see past that. I can't see past the likes of Mane Salah. I think Allison's back. I think Allison missed a game midweek. But I think Allison's going to be. Oh, see, I thought he was out. I thought he was out. I've oh, missed. Miss, uh, I read an no, article no. Sky Sports yesterday saying he was out. Ooh. I swear. Well, if he, if, he, if he is out for the Wolves game, then that's a different you know kettle of fish because he's, he's massive for them. While you're talking, mate, yeah, you're talking, I'll have a quick glance. Yeah, there's never been a better time to play Liverpool, uh, but Liverpool still do have just absolutely world-class players all through their squad. Fabinho is playing as a centre-back for cover. I don't think there's anybody better than Fabinho in that Liverpool side who could partner Van Dijk. I think Fabinho is so good there. I think Fabinho, as a centre-back, walks into every team in the Premier League. He walks into every team in midfield. Obviously, he's right up there in one of the best in the world playing that holding role. But as a centre-back, I just think he looks so good. I think he looks brilliant. Yeah, he's, I think, he's very good, he is. Yeah, and I think, is it going to be Matip who plays with him? Because I think Joe Gomez is injured. Possibly. Um, I need to then, find that. I think if Raul Jimenez was fit, I think he would give them nightmares. Um, I think he would really, really ask questions of someone who's not comfortable playing centre-back in Fabinho, and he would run Matip ragged. Um, but... I don't know if Fabio Silva's going to do that. And if Adama trays, Adama trays, Adama plays right. up front, I'm not sure he's going to have the, the, the ability to do it for 90 minutes. I, I, I think Troy is a phenomenal footballer. I think yeah, he's brilliant. Sure. He's great to watch, but it is always fits and spurts with Adama. He doesn't often play well for 90 minutes. So they might and bring and him off often, the bench. The, the link with, with Jimenez as well. Is, yes. is is massive as as well. To be fair, yeah. Um, be interested to see looking, how he reacts. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just look, mate. Yeah, Allison is out. He's out. Allison's out. Weeks. Right. Interesting. So, okay. So the, the so the injury list. I'm going to read it out to you quickly. Virgil Van Dijk, Thiago, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, Joe Gomez, Shakiri, Trent Alexander Arnold, Naby Keita, Milner, Allison. Likewise, likewise, they have a fantastic in depth. Squad, yeah. Um, if they have ready-made replacements, yeah. If if you put a striker in with that injury list team, they'd probably win the league. Yeah. <laughs> That's the quality of player they're missing cra- at the moment. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm just I'm looking. Not... Go on, go on, no, no, you go on. You're just looking at what? I so I'm on the Sky Sports article, and obviously it's linked to the Sky Sports predictions when 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 the pundits yes, call it, and the yeah, pundits yeah, yeah. the pundits have called Wolves to uh, Wolves to win two one. The pundits have called it as which, well. Which pundit? So, is this Paul Merson? I don't know. I don't know. If, it's, do, Paul, if it's Paul Merson, David, Liverpool David are going to win then. Oh, I, I don't Jones, know, mate. I know Merson always does it on, on a weekend. But yeah I, yeah, I can see why you think that. And I really do think they're there to be got at. Um, yeah. I'm going to go. I don't think Wolves will be able to stop Liverpool scoring. And I don't think Liverpool sure. will be able to stop Wolves scoring. I think it'll be two all. Sure. Um, which, which will be a bit of a barnstormer for Wolves because you don't have many two alls oh. at Molyneux. But I think, yeah, two all. I'll go for the draw and I'll go for two all um, with Fabio Silva to score. I think Fabio Silva will score. I think, I think Jota will score for, for Liverpool. Oh. I think both of them will score. So I can't, I can't, do you know what? Yeah. 
Okay, so... Okay, then, mate, all good. Yeah, all good on the Wolves side. Albion. Now, this... If last week was massive, which it was... Oh, by the way, listen back to the podcast. Put myself through that pain. Listen back to the podcast after Saturday. (laughs) Um, And we we were going very very hard in on how big a game it was it was it was doing yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't you asked me would I take a point I said no um thank god we won that game Jesus, yeah, yeah. I would have been I would have been so miserable this week uh, thank god we won that game but this is this is every bit as big this Palace game because it's it's about momentum Fulham won again and um Brighton yeah. picked up points I know Burnley got trounced but they were playing Man City and they lose 5-0 every year when, to yeah, Man City absolutely. which is really weird um Teams around us have started to win. We have to start picking up momentum. If we could just get our heads above water going into Christmas, we're laughing. And that's only four, five games away, four games away now until Christmas. Uh-huh. If we could just be yeah. sitting outside the relegation zone come Christmas, psychologically, that would do wonders. So I think it's a massive it, game. Mate. I think Zaha is still missing. Zaha had um, COVID, and I think this is his second game that he'll miss again not sure on that it's really difficult to keep up with injuries this year because it's so many people are missing time with covid um the workload's massive so a lot of players are missing time uh, that they wouldn't normally be missing but anyway um i, I think zaha might be out but they've still got the likes of um Abereze and they've they, they can hurt you palace and obviously that's yeah. our former manager you've spoken about former players mm-hmm. coming back and doing yeah Horrible things to Wolves. Um, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Uncle Roy did the same to us, really. Yeah, yeah. But um, in keeping with this optimism, which I've tried to show all season, and I'm definitely trying to show it at the moment, <laughs> um, I yeah. will say that we will win. And I think it yeah. will be 2-1. I don't think we're going to stop them scoring because we there's no way we should have stopped. Sheffield United scoring. Yeah. It was an inspired performance from Sam Jones again. Uh, Sam Jones? Sam Jones, weird. Sam Johnston yeah. again in goals. Um, and I I think we'll concede, but I think we it might start to click a little bit more. Pereira's making all these chances. Carl and Grant is so, so close to, to really getting going with the goals. Callum Robinson looks bright. I think we'll win 2-1. That's my prediction, 2-1. Okay, um, mate. Again, would have been an amazing game to be watching at the Hawthorns. Um, sure. Massive game. Sure. But, you know, that's that's the that's, nature of football this that's season. The, the way of the world, mate, absolutely. Can I, yeah, can I get a prediction from you, JB? What do you reckon? You can, mate. It's a really tough one to call. Um, I feel like at the moment, I feel like the, the, the teams I've been playing, like it's that sort of that little, little spell. Like, oh, we recap the fixtures of the week, didn't we? Like it's like Sheffield United, Palace, Newcastle. Yeah. And they're really sort of close games to call. Um, I think... I mean, we we put Palace. When I say we put them to the sword, we we won two and a lot. I think they the, the word the the uh, the word so the phrase controlled demolition. Yeah. So Palace Palace aren't I don't think as good as they were. I've always rated Roy Hodgson. I think he's done a good job at Palace. So I don't think they are. I don't they are the four. I say force. So I don't think they're as good as what they were. They also have that ability to to pull out a shock result out the bag. But and I. I, I I feel like I'm just doing a down on Albion at the moment, but I, I just think that I just think they'll have too much for you. I really do. I looked at the fixtures around you as well. I mean, I think it could I, I think it could be a difficult weekend for Albion, and, and I may be wrong, but I, I, I believe Burnley will beat Everton. I think Burnley will beat Everton. I think Fulham are going to lose to Man City, um, but I think Sheffield United are going to beat Leicester as well, and I fancy Palace just to do you two one. 
And okay, that, is, that, is, that is a doomsday weekend prediction um, yeah, that would for be the Albion from the South. But it would be disastrous. Horrifying. That would be it disastrous. It would be horrifying. Um, but yeah, and I, I'm going to say two on Palace, but I just think it's one of those games where it, it re- really could, could go anyway. A little bit like the Sheffield United game. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, mate, I'm going to have to go with Palace 2-1. Yep, no worries, JB. I do get that, and I really wanted to predict a Wolves loss, but um, I'm, I'm committed to the prediction standings for the season, and I do think Wolves might <laughs> nick a point. Um, yeah, so 2-1 Albion for me, 2-1 yep. uh, Palace for JB. And that probably just about does us, unless you've got anything else to add, JB. No, mate, just again, just a shout out to anybody listening. We sort of both really appreciate it. You know, we started this up as a bit of fun. Uh, but we're both really enjoying it. The more interaction we get, the more sort of pleasure we get from it all. Um, so, yes, yeah, so just sort of keep on listening, keep safe, and uh, we look forward to hearing off you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for dialing in, JB. Top man. Take it easy. <laughs>